can imagine my life without you. Oh, 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 I can't live my life without you. Like a ship without a sail, what would I do? Oh, 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 I can't imagine my life without you. Like the morning needs a sun and the night. When I met today's guest, we were uh, we were at Per Burnell's Gallery in Los Angeles. Myself, Ben Sturgill, and uh, you know we we're enjoying his cocoa tap. So he uh, he had some shaved coconuts, and uh, we're drinking the water, and it was just an amazing experience. And uh, one thing we were leaving, you know, we're saying goodbye, and we were we were both joking around, Ben and I, and we're saying, "Put the lime in the coconut." And um, and then it uh, it just led me to think, wait a second, the song without you, Ben's song would be uh would be perfect for you know kind of a theme song for for uh what Coco Venny's doing you know I can't live my life without you drinking this wonderful cocoa coconut water and just getting those electrolytes and everything that comes along with that and it's just you know a great lifestyle and uh you know Coco Love that's one of the, one of the statements that he puts out and you know Ben we all know you know those of you who know him or who are starting to know him know his music he's all about the love putting it out and in the form of his artwork, and, uh, you know, he's just, you know, a peaceful guy. And I think uh, I think a great product like uh, like the Coco Tap is something that uh, once you start using it, you'll realize that you can't live your life without it. So you're going to get a lot of good benefits from uh, Vinny's product. And, uh, and, you know, 100% natural coconut water versus uh, the stuff that you get in the, in the box that's lined with plastic and all that. So we... You know, great conversation today where we had talked about, you know, we talk about uh, Vinny growing up obese. You know, he, he self-proclaimed, you know, fat. And, uh, you know, just a lifestyle that he changed and this, like, kind of some of the hardships. And one thing, and I'm going to post, you, you can find the link to to a blog that he put out on LinkedIn. And uh, I'm going to give a little quote here. Being overweight is a self-perpetuating cycle. By the time I reached high school, I had very few friends and believed myself too shy to make any. I isolated myself playing video games or watching movies at home, activities I deemed safe from humiliation. All the while, I envied my peers, all of whom seemed to be to have busy social lives and fruitful relationships. I was hungry for experiences and connections, but I convinced myself they were off limits to me because of my size. So then he eventually you know, when he had a, a life-changing experience uh, where he had to take care of his family, he was, you know, he had to really get out there. He started moving more, he started working, and then, you know, he saw the benefits of that and how the pounds started to melt away. Um, you know, in in our society right now, and it's, you know, we, we eat a lot of box food, a lot of processed foods, and, uh, you know, they're full of high fructose corn syrup, and, you know, it eventually leads to us... Uh, you know that just that just leads to fat. Whether or not we're fat on the outside, a lot of times, you know, our internal organs can be fatty. So we may not look unhealthy, but you know, and a lot of times we are. So it's finding that balance. And, and Vince talks about that balance being one of the most important things. And you'll you'll hear him talk about that. And that's one thing I love about Dr. Holland and a, a lot of chiropractors. It's you know they're looking at a more at a more holistic approach. And, you know, Dr. Holland will talk to you about eating better food. I mean, there's different things that you can get out there. You can you can buy meals that are, are better prepared. Um, so, you know, a lot of times in our society we're, you know, we're dealing with we don't have a lot of time. We don't have time to cook. But there's different places where you can order a meal with all the ingredients already prepared, and then you just you just cook them. Um, so yeah, Dr. Holland will talk to you a lot about nutrition. He's going to talk to you about your flexibility. He's going to talk to you about proper posture and things you can do to keep that posture so you can avoid your body being, you know, when at an older age being hunched over. And a lot of times at school, heavy backpacks will do it. Um, just different tips that he'll talk to you about uh, to help you, you know, get you on the right track. So it's just different habits that we need to form to do those things. And that's one thing with yoga. I read an article on Facebook recently 
or saw an article, and uh, it was it was a story about an 80 year old woman. It's a woman in her 80s, and she started yoga, and I think it was like three or four months, and she was super hunched over. And then after after making yoga a habit in her life and a regular thing, then she had good once again had good posture, and it, it's just amazing how the effects can be reversed. You can find some different tips on Dr. Holland's website. Go to mystlouischiropractor.com, or you can go to chiroandrehab.com and uh, look at some of the tips that he has on there. And I know he's he's putting out more things. And, uh, you know, if you're needing an adjustment or anything like that, give him a call. He can consult you with that as well. Once again, that's Dr. Mark Holland and uh, mystlouischiropractor.com. And I talked uh, about Ben Sturgill, so we, you know, you've heard his song at the beginning of the episode. You're going to hear a little bit more at the end later, but you can go to iTunes and find that song. You can go to bensturgill.com. You can find out when he's performing. You know, right now he's he's more focused on creating some new music. He has a lot of ideas. He just set up a studio in a new location, and uh, he's really focused on creating some music. But he's also looking forward to getting out there and sharing that music. So there may be some tour dates, uh, working on some things with him to help him out. So you can find out more at bensturgill.com. But check out his music. Leave some comments. Let him know what you think about it, what you feel about it. It's, uh, you know, it's really moving music. Um, it's mindful. And in a lot of instances, it's spiritual. So check him out once again, bensturgill.com. You can check me out, kencalcaterra.com. You can find out a little more about my work. You can uh, go to YouTube. You see some of my work there, some of my video work. You're listening, of course, to the podcast, and I thank you for that. I thank you for uh, the support I've had, you know, over this past year. Uh, We're up to, this is our 27th episode, so I'm looking forward to bringing a lot more wonderful people to you like uh, like Coco Vinny, who you're going to hear today. And I want to thank Kevin Blumenkamp for, you know, his continued support, as well as my good friend Christy Holman. And Kevin, you know, you've heard me talk about him. He can create many great things with uh, with medals, um, with gold, silver, uh, wedding rings, uh, tables, coffee tables with moving parts, necklaces with moving parts. He's just an amazing artist. And, uh, you know, I look forward to showing you some of his work, sharing his Facebook page with some examples so you can see it. But Kevin is just has done amazing work, and uh, I just want you to see a little bit more about what he is doing. And I also want to thank Dale's Music. Uh, Dale's has been very supportive of what I've done, uh, my work over the years. Greg Smith has always been one to just reach out, and, uh, you know, if there's anything I need to... to to help me, you know, he's always shared advice and has always been great. And I, I have my nephew David in drum lessons there, and it's a money well spent. You know, for kids to communicate through music, that's one thing. Coco Venny, you know, he plays some music, and uh, it's just one. It's a good thing to keep up the self esteem when you have that skill, where you can kind of lose yourself in the vibration of sound. It, it's just a good thing, and I find with my nephew, it allows him, you know, playing the drums. He can be a little more athletic, and it just gives him the opportunity to uh, to some more exercise. More exercise, it's a good skill to keep his his body aligned because he has to function on many different levels. So it's uh, it's really a good left brain, right brain activity. So you know, I'm happy that he's in classes at Dale's. He loves his his teacher for drums, and it's just it's just an amazing thing. So check them out. You can go online, Dale's Music St. Louis. And, uh, you know, find out a little more about them. Go to Google. They're, uh, they're off of uh, Highway 270 and Lindbergh. So without further ado, here he is, Coco Vinny. I think you're going to love hearing from him, hearing the things he's doing with his company to make the earth a better place and to make us better humans within it. Healthy, strong, fit, spiritually sound. These are some of the things that he really focuses on. So glad to have him, Coco Venny, here on Conversations with Calcaterra. Coco, Coco Venny, what's up, buddy? Hey, Ken, how are you, man? Hey, doing good great, to, good man. To, good to hear from you. Yeah, yeah, it's great to talk to you. We're um, we're in the middle of a not so icy ice storm, so it's of course you know, oh. in the Midwest we get uh, you know it's good to be precautious. Weather comes through, but uh, a lot of times. 
it's not always as they predict. So, which is good because then it, it's safe. But uh, you know, but it's beautiful. The ice that is on the trees, it's really beautiful. How uh, <laughs> you in California right now? Right or are you in Vegas? Yeah, I'm in California. I'm actually looking at the ocean right now. It's uh, it's it's coconut weather. Unlike in in St. Louis, there, it's rough. Yeah, you know, but I'm uh, to stay, steer clear of the of the, of the icy storms. <laughs> yeah, I don't I don't blame you. But you know, at times I find if the weather is not so great, then that then I'm more motivated to work inside and, and yeah. get things done. Because if I had beautiful weather all the time, I don't know if I would uh, I don't know if I would get a lot of work done. But uh, Yes, oh, that's good. That's actually a good way to good way to look at it. Try yeah, to keep you indoors and more productive. Yeah, you know, I try to look at things. Uh, you know, I'm trying to to this modern day and age for me to uh, look at things more of a glass half full. But uh, you know, <laughs> got got to switch our mindset and and make it uh, make it as good as we can. So what uh, what's going on in the cocoa world? Oh man, well, um, lots going on. Um, just last. Uh, Six eight weeks, we we were able to get our our fresh tapped coconuts into uh, the southwest region of Whole Foods markets. So that's a, it's a huge win, and they're a, they're a great partner, and we just um, think they just put in their third order with us. So we're excited to to have that live, and the casinos in Las Vegas are absolutely loving the fresh tapped coconuts. We we brand them with their logos and. We've got a lot going on there. That the Cosmopolitan Hotel just added us to room service. So if you're uh, if you're in Las Vegas and you're hungover or you're dehydrated, you can just go to your room, order up some fresh cocos delivered. It's it's awesome. So there's a lot of good things going on. Just every day, I'm you know I'm building this coconut dream that we have uh, one coconut at a time. Just it's, in a, it's a big uh, undertaking. You know, we, we basically took an idea from nothing to um, manufactured product and we, we brought it to market just last year so yeah that's amazing man and any business endeavor is is just so much work but when you're passionate about it as you are then it I don't know it's more that lifestyle and will you explain a lot of people don't know what what your product is um, explain to them yeah you know, I was fortunate enough to see it when I met you at the uh, Per Burnell gallery and at that uh, at that great uh-huh. event. But you know, explain what your what your product is. Yeah, so um, basically, um, I'm Coco Vinny, and I invented the Coco Taps tool system. And basically, um, we make it uh, easy for you to put a hole in a coconut, and then our our device is called the Coco Tap. It goes it 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 threads in, and if you can picture the top of a water bottle basically going right into the coconut. So we turn the coconut into a container, a resealable container. So uh, my invention uh, allows you to drink the freshest coconut water right from the coconut. Uh, We're passionate about people's health and wellness, uh, eliminating sugary beverages. So the the coconut is a great alternative beverage to soda. It's a great post-beverage for working out, after you work out, post-workout beverage. as well as we're, we're all about raising the awareness uh, about all the plastics that are ending up in the ocean. So we're raising awareness about um, not only recycling, but, but elimination. So by you drinking out of a tapped coconut, you're eliminating a plastic bottle or can that could end up in the ocean, which a lot are. There's uh, some scary statistics, over 9 billion tons of plastic um, from food and beverages ending up in the ocean every year. Um, Five billion of the nine billion is coming from China, Asia, which is just disgusting. So uh, part of the part of the solution, you know, that I want to become a part of is is manufacturing made in USA, which we can control the waste and what's going into our products. Uh, You know, we use the the highest quality, BPA free. Um, everything we do is reusable as far as the, our tools, our taps, everything is meant to be, you know, reused and washed and used over and over again. So it doesn't create more waste. And that's, that's amazing. um, And I I don't think a lot of people, including myself at the time at the, at the event knew that because people would, would enjoy their coconut and then, uh, then would just Mm -hmm. discard it in the trash can. So hopefully somebody, 
hopefully you fished out some of those cocoa taps and, and pulled, oh, yeah. pulled them yeah, out. No, yeah. We actually, at the end of that event, we, we actually collected all the coconuts. We took all the taps out. We reused those. We actually opened up the coconuts and we take the meat out of them. We make all kinds of cool, cool um, recipes out of the coconut meat, which is really cool. We, we do, we, we do as best we can to reuse and, and use everything instead of wasting things. Yeah, that's fantastic. And is, is the husk of the coconut or the, at that point, what, uh, what you do is like you had it shaved, you had it shaped up really nice. You had your, your, um, uh, cocoa tap logo was branded on there. And then as you were, you were saying that other brands can be branded on there, it was just such a nice, nice tight product. And it was just really neat to have that, that coconut, uh, shaved the way it is. Um, of yeah. course, of course. Yeah, it's really... yeah, yeah. I mean, it's amazing what what you've done with that. Um, of course, with the tap, I could just go to whatever store get a coconut. I don't need to present it like that necessarily, do I? No, I mean, uh, if you have a regular coconut, like a big green one, is that what you're talking about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. If, so the big, you know, the coconut comes off the tree. There, you have you know the green ball. Um, you can use the Cocoa Taps toolkit on any coconut. There's, uh, I've been to Fiji, Guam, Hawaii, um, you know, all over Mexico. You can tap any coconut. There's a hundred different kinds of coconuts out in the world, and um, it'll work on any of them. So, yeah, it, it, we we use the Thai coconuts that are shaved down, and we put our branding on them. It just makes it really clean looking, cool product. So that's that's what we're used down in on the West Coast, but like when we're on the East Coast in Florida, there's some Floridian coconuts and all kinds of stuff. And so what, what gave you the idea of the Cocoa Tap? Oh, so it was summer of 2013, and I think I, I did an Ironman in 2011, and everybody was always telling me to drink coconut water, and I actually I absolutely couldn't stand the flavor of anything out of a package and just tasted off, and it's it's because they pasteurize it and then it's sitting in these plastic tetra packs or, or bottles and it absorbs all that plastic and it just tastes stale and doesn't taste good. And the ones that do taste good, like in a can, there was some that I liked, but they were full of sugar and it's just, it's basically just a soda. So I started cracking open my own coconuts. Um, and it was about three weeks after, after a workout, I would, I would open up a coconut, drink coconut. It was great. But after about three weeks, I broke uh, the knife that I was using. I had a knife and a hammer. And I broke my, my it was my stepdad's knife. He was pissed. So I, I was like, well, I got to go find something to figure this out. And I, so I went to all the retailers, Bed Bath & Beyond, Target, everywhere. And, the, the you know, there's nothing cool for, for coconuts. I'm like, well, they have avocado peelers and tomatoes and carrots and slicers, dicers for everything. I'm like, well, what the hell? So that's when my journey began. And so I spent all of 2014 R&D, um, design, you know, patenting, and then manufacturing through, it took me about a year and a half, I guess all the way through 2015. And then we launched our Cocoa Taps toolkits at the end of 2015 and just started it. So we've, we've, you know, last year was our full year of a real year of marketing. We did under a quarter million sales, just under a quarter million. And we got, you know, Whole Foods and, you know, I think 11 major strip resorts to, to sell our coconuts at the pool. So, I mean, we're just, just, it's in its infancy, you know, we're just getting going. It's me and, and one other, uh, person coco joe i call him he's my guy in vegas who runs operations and just we're, we're just hustling every day building it so coco joe how did you is this a childhood friend how did you uh how did you you meet up with him and start working with coco joe yeah. so coco joe um known him for you know over 30 years and he's just uh it's kind of like um like a cousin or you know relative and he saw the invention. He was living up in Seattle. He just dropped everything. He goes, man, I'm ready. Let's go. And so he moved from Seattle to Las Vegas, left everything, just put his stuff in storage, said, let's rock. And so 
his words are, you know, I'm ready to bleed coconut water with you, man. Let's go and do it and whatever it takes. So he jumped. He's the, you know, employee number one in, in the Cocoa Taps organization. And um, it's been it's been a journey, man. We're learning every day uh, how to tap into these untapped markets. You know, <laughs> pun, puns intended. Very nice. We're, we're a nutty bunch. So. Now, I didn't even know that there was, I mean, that's my limited knowledge. I've always enjoyed coconut water. I drink coconut milk over, over cow's milk. But so the different varieties of coconuts, like, like what is the difference between getting like coconut milk versus the coconut water? Is that like a different variety of coconut? <laughs> no. So coconut milk is actually um, a blended product. You take the meat from the coconut and you can either add water or coconut water and then you blend it in like a high speed blender like a Vitamix and that's how you get coconut milk. You actually make it. Uh, gotcha. So you, it's a blended product. And so it's amazing the kind of desserts and things that, uh, that we make from the coconut meat that'll, that'll blow your mind. I mean like um, there's a, a chocolate um, kind of a mousse cheesecake and all these things that you can make from the coconut meat without using any milk or dairy. It's a trip. It tastes just like it. It's the same consistency. It's creamy. It's flavorful, sweet. It's awesome. Yeah, it's fantastic. We talked about, uh, I just talked to a, a couple of trainers here, Rock Body Academy. They were on a previous podcast. And uh, one thing we talked about is is alternative uh, ingredients. So you can, make, uh, you can make cakes and other baked goods with protein powder versus sugar. Um, may taste a little different, but I think, you you know, one gets used to it, and then it's a healthy alternative. So a lot of options yeah. out there if you really look. And I, I think these days with the Internet, you can find how, how to pretty much make anything if you're not as – I personally am not as inventive, but, uh, you know, I'm inquisitive, so I'll go and look. And yeah. you know, what's an alternative yeah, I mean, to this? So I, and it's it's hard to, like, figure this stuff out on your own. you got to, like, you know – like I mean, I had a raw vegan chef. Uh, her name is Jennifer, and she's helped me tremendously uh, figure this stuff out. She's the one who actually helped me put together my own Coco Vinny's coconut recipe book. So you can download the Coco Vinny's recipe book uh, on my website, I believe, at cocotaps.com. So, you know, there's a lot of cool recipes in there using the coconut meat. Yeah, that's fantastic. That's fantastic. I'm going to have to get some taps, and I, I need to even go to uh, probably the Whole Foods here. I, I know they won't, here in the Midwest, they won't have the, um, you know, the ones that you've you've shaped up, but uh, just to get regular coconuts, I'm going to have to try this and uh, do some things with that. So, so why, you know, you talk about health and fitness, and one thing with your yeah. story, um, if you look at, you had put a, a great article on LinkedIn and one of the things you said there is it took you over 18 years to go uh, go from a 300-pound obese teenager to 250-pound uh, half Ironman finisher. What uh, yeah. What about that journey in that has led you to create this product? What, what's your passion as far as trying to get people people healthy? Tell us a little bit more about your history. Well, yeah, you know, I mean, I think uh, I'm, a, I'm not a unique case about growing up as a fat kid, you know. I mean, it's, it's all the... The foods and choices that that are that we made and, and our parents made kind of for us that they didn't really know. Um, it was you know it was the, all the craze. Of, um, you know everything's just processed and filled with fillers and soy and sugars and so you know childhood obesity is is an epidemic now and. and I'm reading statistics daily that just make me disgusted. But you know, it's it's it starts with the starts with the corporation, and it starts with the parenting, and those two. Um, you know, I'm I'm just blown away by some of the stuff that's uh, out there still. You know, that we know already that our kids are eating and drinking, and we're becoming more and more sedentary. So yeah, so my story is is, is common where I was a giant fat kid. And you know, overeating and of the wrong foods, and so um, it really took me, you know, uh, some catastrophic things happened to me, and, and I became the head of my household at 16. My father went to prison, you know, some big dramatic 
shifts happen that the kind of like massive pattern interrupts, so to speak. So dad goes to prison, uh, you know, we're almost end up homeless. So I'm working two full-time jobs, going to school, uh, just trying to figure it out at a young age. So that changed my diet. That changed my activities. You know, no more playing video games and, and eating ice cream and pizza. It's like you're going to work, you're going to school, you're figuring out what you can eat that's going to give you the most energy. And, you know, I started dropping some weight there and I've tried a lot of different things. I mean, I tried being vegetarian. I've tried no dairy. I've tried different things when I was young and you know, I just found the right mentors along the way. I've hooked up with a really awesome exercise physiologist. Uh, I still work with him, you know, correspond with him on the phone weekly. Um, and so, yeah, that's where it started. And so I went from 300 pounds in high school to my first full, I ran a full marathon in 2000, which was uh, uh, four years after I graduated. Um, but I ran the LA Marathon, and that was a really cool experience. I got down to like, I got down really, really low, like 215 pounds for my uh, height was just way too low for me. I looked like I... I looked a little too uh, emaciated. I think I'd never thought I had cancer. <laughs> or, or some, they were like, are you okay? Are you sick? But I was just running massive miles. Like I was probably putting in, you know, easy five miles a day. Uh, not, I was just eating like, like a bird. So I just cut massive weight. So now I'm, you know, I'm 250 now. I gained a bunch of muscle. And, um, and you know, I did a half Ironman in 2011 at 250. So it was good, good weight, you know, for me. And this year, I might try and get down to like 245 or 240 if I can, and just maintain that. But it's a balance, you know. Gotcha. Yeah, it's fine. De- definitely finding that balance, and I think movement is the key, and that's what you discovered. I mean, once we're when we're sedentary and, and we're not moving at all. I mean, I t- I typically try. Yeah you know, for a couple of reasons, when I go to a grocery store or go to Target or, or whatever the situation is, park further back in the lot, one, so I'm getting extra steps in, and then two, so then, you know, there's not a lot of cars around me, so I don't have to worry about dinging somebody's car, oh, cool. somebody dinging my car. Yeah. So that's like my own little, one of my own little um, little techniques that I do just to keep some extra steps in and, and try to burn more calories. Um, but But yeah, growing up, I mean, we're I think we're we're a similar age, and and growing up in that time where there was a lot of processed foods, it was just so easy, so easy to grab a box of macaroni and cheese, which has has the yeah. yellow dye number five and red dye number seven, and all the I don't know the exact <laughs> crazy stuff that we don't even know exact ones. Which which in Europe, I mean, they had the same macaroni and cheese where those particular dyes are are boycotted. You know, they don't allow them. In Europe, but here they still allow them, uh-huh. so it's it's you know easier for the manufacturer yeah, to cut cost and put that into our food. and And one thing I found that was was interesting in in your article, which I'll I'll post a link to that to that LinkedIn article on the uh, show page. Oh, okay. But uh, you had cool. uh, you had said that you know like a lot of parents at that time, you know, the convenience, you know, you're shopping in the center aisle of the supermarket, and I thought that was. That, that's an interesting yeah. statement. And I'm thinking like, yeah, that's something like it's a center aisle syndrome. Uh, you know, if, if you're yeah, not, if sure, you're not buying those sure. greens and you're getting everything out of a box. So yeah, it's, it's, it's a tough situation. And especially when things are so expensive, you know, good food is, is more expensive. Well, and I noticed that everybody wants a quick fix. You know, everybody's so ADD about, you know, they want it and they want it now. But this stuff doesn't happen immediately. I mean, like, for example, like energy production, like I want energy. So I'll I'll just have a Starbucks double espresso frappe latte, 12 pumps of vanilla. And yeah, I'm going to get my energy, but that's bullshit. You know, at the end of the day, nothing comes easy. And if you want energy, then you've got to work for it. So you've got to really put in the time to put the right amounts of food fuel in your body, the right foods, the right exercise programs, and that stuff takes time. I mean, you're talking about conditioning your body over them. Uh, my, my guy, he said, look, I don't care about the next, you know, six months, three months. I don't care if you're going on a cruise ship in uh, 
eight weeks. He's like, look, I'm going to create a plan and I want to think about the next 30 years. He's like, this is a long tail plan program, you know? So like when you start to think of it like longer term, instead of just such a quick fix, then it's, it, it's not as uh, overwhelming, you know, because like people are like, Oh my God, I got a wedding to go to. I got to fit into this dress and I got to do this and I got to, I got to lose 20 pounds by, you know, next week (laughs) and it's like it's like come on man i mean like i'll make you lose 50 pounds like tonight we'll just get a chainsaw we'll take off your leg but it's not (laughs) going to get you where you want to go you know like so there's no quick fix to it you gotta slow and steady you know i tell everybody it's in business too it's a it's a marathon not a sprint i mean you got to think about just surviving five years in business and then and then scaling that to getting to 10 years in business i mean because like I look at some of these brands, um, you know, Coca-Cola, they've been around over a hundred years, you know, that's, that's brand equity right there when it's multi-generational stuff. Like that's how I look at my brand, my company. I'm like, well, people are always hammering me. Oh, well, what you do in revenue? Do you making money? Do you making profit? I'm like, no, I lost money last year. And I said, I might lose money this year too, but in 30 years from now, your grandkids are going to be holding a fresh tip coconut and talking about Coco Vinny. That's what I want. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I just want to see a world where, um, we all have a, a chance, you know, your grandkids and great grandkids can all be, uh, healthier, happier, living longer. And to where there's, you know, there's still fish in the ocean. There's, there's, you know, pollution control and elimination like we can actually turn this thing around instead of being so short-sighted and quick fixy and and uh you know it, it takes it takes a lot of work and there's no way around it there's no quick fix to you know cleaning up the ocean for example or, or cleaning up your daily habits you just, it just takes it's a daily practice you know one one decision at a time and that's a a quote it, it seems like these conversations always come up to something like that, which is which is the vibe that I'm looking for. But there's a quote, and I, I need to memorize this because I'm always quoting it, but it's a quote of a man who plants a tree whose shade he'll never enjoy. Uh, I need to... Yeah, yeah. You, you know, what's... It. Do you know that quote? Well, there's one... There's a quote that Warren Buffett says. He says, um, someone's sitting in the shade because somebody planted a seed a long time ago. And... Uh, and then there's a Japanese one that talks about uh, he said the best time to plant a tree uh, was five years ago um, or 20 years ago. He said that the next best time is right now. You know, it's all kinds of cool tree quotes. I mean, because it's real. It's, it's true. You got to really you got to think ahead and plant plant them seeds, man, and water them. And, and, and you know, you know, people just want to instantly put a seed in the ground and then have a have a beautiful apple or coconut or watermelon that, that stuff takes time and pure love and tender care man like a, a true farmer <laughs> yeah definitely and, and i think we're i think i'm guilty of that i mean with the just just growing up i think our society is one with the american dream that yeah you can have all these things and i think it's just yeah. gotten to the point where yeah we think we can have everything right now I mean, and society yeah. right now is so instant, you know, with the internet, with uh, a lot of this technology. I, I think just in in interactions anymore, it's like okay, I can reach you at any time. I have the technology; I can reach you at any time, no matter where you are in the yeah. world. But that doesn't mean right. like I have to talk to you right this minute. It's just kind of like I'll put it out there, and then let's you know everything doesn't have to be like instant now, now, now. So I think it's just a trap that we've gotten ourselves into where we're not. We're not really just sitting yeah. back and, well, and, and it, enjoying it, the present. Right. No, it distorts our reality. It does. I mean, like the Amazon models of the world, all these Uber models and things that are, they do disrupt and they change things and they shift our whole consciousness. But in some ways it's good and in other ways it, it totally disconnects us from what what's really real, what reality is. And so, and it changes reality, sure. But, um, for example, like, you know, the internet and and computers, you know, have been around, you know, for for only a small amount of time in the scheme of things, like fifty years or you know, less than that. And it's it's dramatically changed the way we 
work and live and eat and everything. Um, and then I look at the coconut. The coconut's been around for 50 million years. And there's carbon dating that, that gets it back to 30, 50 million years. And I'm like, well, look at how long that's been here. And then, and you know, it's, it's stayed the same. <laughs> People, and it's just a trip. Yeah. It's a trip to me how some things have evolved and some things have, have, uh, have not. And so it's all the process and what, what we really want, you know, sometimes less is more and sometimes, sometimes more is less. So, um, I just take it all in, in stride and it's a journey, man. I mean, like I'm 38 going on 15 again, really. I mean, just figuring it out. That's fantastic. And I, I, I kind of look at myself that way as well. I'm, I, I think as I'm getting a little older, I'm looking at things differently and, and kind of mm-hmm. trying to recapture that joy of the world and not take things so serious. Um, so, yeah, it's yeah. A, I think it's a good time, man. I think it's a good time. Now, you talked about one of the – and one of the cool things right away when I had met you that I thought about the product. It's like, wow, you know, you, you're not – the water's already in the coconut. You found a way to get to it, and then you're not wasting – you know, packaging, you're not putting it in plastic, you're not d- diluting yeah. this, this quality product. And then you can go in and compost and, and do whatever. I mean, you're, you're talking about more things I wasn't even thinking, or I don't even think we talked that time about, about, you know, the, the coconut meat doing anything with that. But I just thought it was cool. Yeah. Like, well, you have something that is compostable as well. What, how long does it take for a coconut to to break down, are you able to use that for for growing other things? What are some of the thoughts with that? Oh yeah, there's so many uses for. I mean, the, the coconut itself will break down pretty quickly. It, it, it degrades. Like we, we'll leave a coconut out on the boat for you know a few weeks, and it'll just it'll just turn color, and then and then it's just like this light little little ball of wood, you know, and so. You could, you know, they can crush that up, use it for mulch. You can do whatever you want with it. Um, you know, the cool part is that the coconut can actually, you know, if the coconut ends up back in the ocean somehow, it's not going to hurt the ecosystem, you know, like a plastic bottle will or, um, you know, it'll hit a landfill. It's not going to create this huge, you know, methane footprint, you know, or or any kinds of chemicals to come out of it. You know, it's just, it's, it's pure. It's nature. So I love it it's definitely uh, connected. So you, you can do a lot of things. You can, you can mulch them up and turn it into compost. Um, I actually have a, a compost formula that, that I've been experimenting with. Uh, it's like an R&D side of my company. We're always trying to come up with cool coconut creations. Um, but we've made candle holders out of them. We chop the top off of them. Uh, you can grow plants in them. You can do all kinds of things with the coconut. It's crazy. Yeah, yeah, and just and going around with the cocoa tap. What we uh, after we had met you, we we took one back to. We were at uh, this taxi music convention. My my buddy Ben Sturgill and I, who you had met at uh-huh. uh, Perbernell's thing, and it was so much fun just walking around with these with these cocoa taps. <laughs> and people were like, "What are you drinking?" They thought it was um, was some kind of cocktail. <laughs> And I was just buzzing. Great. I mean, I had four of them that night, and just that that great energy, those electrolytes of the coconut. I was just like jazz. Met so many great people at the gallery. Was meeting people at the convention, and was just like, no, no alcohol, awesome. man. This is just pure coconut water, and I'm just, you know, I'm just loving it. And so, yeah, it's definitely, it's definitely uh, an icebreaker. People are like, what are you doing? So, you know, good, good uh, conversation starter. But you know, as you said, with the oceans, it's so important. You're using you're using the natural container and you're not adding anything more into the oceans and you're, you're really knowledgeable. Um, you've already thrown out some, some data and that's one thing I've, I've looked up a little more and I just know that it's the amount of plastic that's in the oceans. I mean, primarily the oceans, but even the landfills is just insane. Was it like 500 years for plastic to, uh, to, to break down? Yeah. Yeah. 500 to a thousand years, man. I mean, just, and so we've actually, um, added a material to our um, resins that when we manufacture our taps, we added a special material to it that actually makes it biodegradable after five years in the landfill instead of 700. So the tap itself that goes into the coconut is actually biodegradable too. So there's all kinds of things that I've been working on, you know, 
behind the scenes to really become a part of the solution with it and um, make it all around green and you know renewable or usable. Um, so yeah, I mean, the the data is the you know the, the beauty of the internet is that you can get data and you can get real good data out there. And so I I just dig. I've just been looking it up and. You know, I'm passionate about it, so um, it's it's really fun to to be a part of something that that could have an effect. You know, yeah, it's, it's great. I mean, I haven't. Uh, I mean, I put the information out, which I think is important. You know, I haven't invented anything like you, but I think it's to look at that and to provide a solution. You're providing a solution. You know, up until this point, I'm I'm trying to with this interview and or this conversation and and others just trying to spread more information. And I really yeah. my eyes opened up through uh, a documentary that I saw called Bagot. I don't know if you're familiar with it. It was a group of people out of I think it was maybe Boulder, Colorado, or some mountain town, and uh, saw them uh-huh. at at a film festival and saw this documentary. And I didn't realize how bad the plastic situation was. I mean, at that point I thought, okay, yeah, plastic bags, you don't want them getting in the ocean, this and that. It's, but as far as just the, the micro, uh, what is it? Uh, not microbiotics, but the, the microplastics that, that are oh, put God. in soaps and, 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 yeah. you know, I know yeah. it was recently. Yeah. The scrubbing beads they put in the body washes and crazy shit. Man. Yeah. The beads. I know. I think we're recently banned. Oh man, it's just nuts. It's absolutely nuts. Yeah, it's yeah. it's just crazy, and that's one thing that uh, you know. In my research, finding that in, in our water, you know, our water plants are not filtering out these these microplastics, so then they're going back into our our, our water our stream. Body. We're you know we're drinking these things. It's getting into our yeah. oceans, and then the worst part is we're, yeah. The fish, you know, are thinking, are, are mistaking these plastics for, for plankton when they break down to these micro... Yeah. Uh, you know, it kills, um, I mean, the, from from the sky even, the birds swoop down into the ocean and think that this is fish, and it, it's... So they're, it's killing like a million birds a year, and then the fish are eating the plastics, and then we're eating the fish. So plastic is in our food stream, it's in our you know, those plastic bags that end up in the ocean, they look like jellyfish, so turtles are eating them. It's killing everybody. It's killing us, killing them. We're going to basically just kill ourselves. And so that's that's what I mean. It's just like retarded from, from it's short-sightedness, right? It's like, well, we can make a whole bunch of money real quick, and we can save a whole bunch of money real quick. But, you know, at the end of the day, your, grandparent, your, your grandkids are going to be dead. You know, or your grandkids aren't going to be able to enjoy sushi like we are, you know? And then they're talking about the cancer rate. Like they said, uh, I heard a statistic about 30 to 40% of our, our GDP is going to be because of cancer. We're going to basically be treating cancer so much, it's running rampant, that that's going to be part of our economic, you know, whole deal is just treating cancers. And, yeah, I mean, come on. That's no, that's no way to live. That's We're all going to be living with tumors and junk no way it's not my it's not the way i want to go man i hear you brother i hear do you see that there is i mean there's a there's an raised awareness people are starting to get more information but is it sure is it happening i mean we talk about life being a marathon something like this we definitely want it to be a sprint i mean are you seeing with your research and and your uh, your product development everything you're doing that these things are that the public is Starting to start get more raised I mean, awareness. I mean, you're in California, honestly, so it's it's heightened there, of course. I mean, I mean, honestly, no. I mean, honestly, it's sad because uh, even I've been to all these trade shows and packaging shows and different things that I go to, and I talk to people, and and I don't think people really want to know. I think they know, but they don't really want to know. Like a lot of these corporations themselves, they use the word like sustainability, like what the fuck does that mean? They don't even know. They just want to use it as a buzzword so they can feel better in the moment, but they're not really doing a lot. They're not. I mean, it's, it, some, some companies are really getting in tune and making a difference, but there's just so much more that can be done. It's in, it's, it's really in its infancy. It is. I mean, from 
like recycling, like we can't even recycle our way out of this. We got to really change the behavior. We got to change the way we're doing it. So yeah, definitely. I mean, it's tough. It's really tough. It's a, it's a it's a giant mountain to climb, honestly. And I and the only way I can do it is through one a one to one. Like I just educate whoever I can and whoever I come into contact with, and and through our business and through our business practices. You know, that's all we can do. And I mean, great people like you, you know, interviewing us and getting it out there and all kinds of cool stuff. Yeah, thank you, thank you. Um, yeah, it's 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 a it's a bit of an epidemic. I mean, we have to definitely we're seeing a lot of different things with infrastructure currently in the country, lead pipes, mm-hmm. things of that nature, the the plastics. It's that's one thing. After watching uh, that documentary, Bag It, it was. Uh, I mean, I'll still use some plastic containers, which. I know aren't the best, yeah. but one thing I, I definitely, I will not microwave any food in a plastic container. Oh, um, that's smart. <laughs> yeah. So that's one thing I stopped doing. Yeah. I switched up my, uh, my shampoos. Whole foods is, you know, they have a, a pretty inexpensive, their, their, uh, brand of shampoos and body wash. That's just like, doesn't have the sulfates and the cool. paraffins and all that. I'm right. Yeah. I'm not up on all the, all the terminology, but I know it's a little better. And uh, trying to, I've got to get better. I always forget my uh, my canvas bag. So I go to the grocery store and completely, yeah, sometimes I'll walk yeah, out yeah. of the grocery store, I'll just carry what I have because I don't want to use any bags. That's cool. Um, no, that's cool. Yeah. And yeah, people won't ask me, you know, if I have like three or four things, they're like, oh, do you want bags for that? Or, or they want to like bag the milk. And it's like, no, the milk's got a handle on it or whatever. And it's like, I just, I literally just say, save the whales. And people laugh, but I'm like, no, save the whales. And it sounds funny, and it is kind of funny, but it but it really does make a difference. <laughs> and I'm and and so I, I don't, you know, I, I carry a couple bags in my car now, those canvas bags and water, you know, bottled water. I hate buying bottled water anymore. So I just I bring a, you know, I have a glass bottle that I fill with water that you know, you know, water filter, and uh, just doing my. Do your best. These little little tweaks, you know, they add up. Yeah, right on, so. man. Right on. Yeah, Clean Canteen. That's another. That's a brand of a water bottle that was in in the documentary. That was that was cool. I bought one oh, of those. Cool. Yeah, try yeah, to try awesome. to do that as well. So so then growing up, I mean, that was something that we. Um, I mean, this wasn't on our radar. I mean, it wasn't an issue no. then. But when we're looking uh-huh. at that, how can I mean setting that example to kids? What are some tips you have, or maybe not so much even kids, but just people that want to do better with the environment and then do better with their health? What are, what are some tips that you share? Um, you know, for me, um, as far as health is, you know, stay active, like you said, you know, daily activity. Um, even if, you know, you're going from the car to the groceries to the store or wherever, you know, I try and actually just pick up the pace a little bit. I'll, I'll sprint from the from the store door to the car door and just, you know, do a little quick little jaunt or whatever if you can. Or, um, food wise, don't skip meals. You know, skipping meals is really bad. It puts your body into an emergency starvation stuff. Um, whatever's on your plate, don't eat it all. You don't have to, because portions are so big coming out at restaurants now, you know, you try and just save half if you can. Yeah, you know, and that's a great tip. Like right from the cut beginning, it cut it in half from the beginning. Get a box, put it in yeah, that box, so you're not even I'm looking still at guilty. it. I, I'm still guilty of this, man. I mean, people. I'm a big guy. They and even if I'm over somebody's house, they just want to dish it up to you. <laughs> dish a big plate, and you know, I feel bad not eating the whole thing because that's the way it's raised. It's like I would eat everything, and then I go back for seconds or thirds. So it's like it's like one of those things is just to do your best to portion control. Um, and then read labels, like cut the sugar, man, cut sugar out. You don't need sugar in your diet. I, I'm guilty of, of having these like sugar binges where I'll just like eat a, a, you know, ice cream sandwich just packed and whatever it is, you know? So, I mean, and I still enjoy things like that. It's just not, not every every day, every meal and not every meal and, and just, you know, you can have a, a weekly or every couple of weeks have a treat cool you know but just read labels get rid of i eliminated soy out of my diet i hate soy now because i researched on soy you know the the i think it was the department of agriculture 
subsidized the, the the soybean farmers, and they produced so much soy that they started basically figuring out what they can do with all the soy. And they started making soy soy burgers, soy milk, soy everything. And our humans aren't designed to, to digest soy. We're not. Um, we weren't supposed to design to eat soy. It was only meant for like crop soil turning and um, maybe some cattle feed, but it was not supposed to be introduced to our diets the way it is now. That's interesting. Um, yeah, it blows up your, it screws up your whole like hormone endocrine system. Uh, it does some bad things. Soy does. So I, I eliminated soy. I'm gonna have to look more into that. Yeah, that's that's. I, I don't I don't yeah, know like, how much soy that I. I mean, I try to read labels and all that. I don't think I intake that much much soy. It's in a lot of stuff that once you start reading labels, it's in a lot of stuff yeah. that you know, like soy flowers and soy everything. Now it's weird. So I, I got real in tune with that. Um, no, I mean, I, I, I don't know. I, I eat a little bit of, little bit of meat still because I. I mean, I'm. I love a good hamburger here and there, uh, but I, I've cut my meat consumption down. Vegetables, get more veggies, fresh veggies if you can. Um, you know, but I mean, I'm I'm guilty of not eating my vegetables too. I mean, I I like I'm like a meat and potatoes kind of guy. I'm just a big <laughs> boy, and so you know, and to take the discipline to practice, you know, getting your getting your greens. Yeah, I'm trying to get my my nephew to eat more greens. He's 11. He, he likes the fruits, but yeah, he's this kind of anti-vegetable. It's just like, that doesn't taste good. And so I'm trying to yeah. figure out how to get him into that. Um, so he's eating more vegetables. Cause I think he's, I think he's in a decent spot right now, but I, I think his story is kind of, he's yeah. a tall kid. And uh, I think his story may be a little similar to yours. So I'm trying to yeah. hopefully curb that as much as I can. Um, and this mm-hmm. looking back, I mean, one thing that I saw you had, you had listed, you were talking about being overweight is as a self, uh, perpetuating cycle where you get, um, you, you know, you had very few friends growing up, you know, you, you thought you're kind of shy, mm-hmm. you know, you became isolated, you started playing video games, watching movies and just, you know, kind of staying away, guarding yourself, you know, avoiding that hum- yeah. humiliation, and it just it just kept getting worse, and so then then you go back, and then you're a little bigger, and um, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, how can you know with, with kids these days? What I mean is being active, getting out there, but what um, I mean, just talk a little more about your story. I think it's important to hear it. You know, hopefully, I don't know how many kids will be listening to this podcast, but uh, you know, maybe some parents will hear your story, and this is something that they can you know, some changes they can make or some things that they can share from this experience with, with their kids. Yeah. Um, I guess it's just it's try and surround yourself with positive role models, people who have what you would like to be, you know, people who are, I mean, I, I surrounded myself with mentors You know, that was really helpful to me. Even when I got out of high school, you know, uh, people who knew about health and wellness and nutrition you know, surround yourself with those people, ask them questions, ask a lot of questions, um, just learn, become a sponge of the, you know, um, whether it's business or health and, or, or anything, just, just keep an open mind and, and, uh, and try stuff, do things and literally do things. Like if somebody says, Oh, well, you know, try this, then, you know, try it. Unless it's, you know, unless you know, like, cause I mean, I, I would, luckily for me, I, I didn't get big into, you know, alcohol or drugs or, you know, anything like that. I mean, I don't even drink coffee. I mean, that, that, that yeah, stuff, me neither. Me neither. It just totally jacks up your, your cycles, your adrenaline, your sugar, sugar spikes. So I don't even mess with it. Um, but you know, my biggest tip is to learn and by learning, I mean, fail and fail forward fast and and um if you're going to mess up and make a mistake then learn from it and then and then move on you know so i always tell everybody I like, every setback is a setup for a comeback so run full speed ahead into the wall and just just learn what you did and learn learn quick so you can actually scale and go get over that wall you know not just keep running into it 
That's an amazing quote. Every yeah. setback is a setup for a comeback. That's yeah. awesome. So looking back, what was what was one of the greatest, would you say was one of the greatest lessons in life that has made you who you are today as an entrepreneur and just as, as a man that cares about his community and is is doing great things to help people? You know, um, I think my father was a good, a good story of, uh, you know, of what not to do in a lot of ways. And I'd still look up to him and admire him for his resilience and his, and his perseverance because he's made a lot of mistakes and I learned a lot from his mistakes. He went to jail. Um, he was sentenced to 25 years to life for high drug trafficking. And that process of having losing your dad, having him go to jail, visiting him in jail, paying for, you know, money on his books and he would have to call me collect and, uh, all these experiences that I've gone through, there could be major, major, you know, bad hands dealt to you, so to speak, were were great for me. And like I said, you know, that every setback is a setup for a comeback. You can make anything out of anything. So whatever hand you're dealt, um, you know, I people told me it was impossible to get my dad out of jail. I told people, I'm going to get him out. And after every failed appeal and, and no, you know, nothing. I didn't give up. I got him pardoned. It took me eight and a half years, but I got him pardoned out of prison after the top attorneys and the top people in the world told me that that was impossible, that he was guilty beyond a shadow of a doubt. We were able to get him out. Like he didn't have to do 25 years to life. He did eight, but we got him out and you know, he was guilty, but the punishment didn't fit the crime. So I was like, you know what? I don't care. It's not fair. And so I went after it. And so uh, anybody, if I can tell anybody that it doesn't matter who you are, where you're from, what you got, where you, where you, you know, where you want to go, it's possible if you really want it bad enough and you're willing to work and put it, put your head down and make it happen. And no, I mean, that's not true in all cases, but we're in America right now, and America's a beautiful place where it's possible. I mean, there are other countries where it's not possible. It just isn't. And so everyone, I think that the youth and everybody has to really just appreciate and realize what they really, really have here and what they can do. Man, that's that's great advice, and that's just, uh, I mean, I'm— I think those are great words to 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 wrap it up with, and that's that's one thing with with my buddy Ben, who you met uh, met out in L.A. and uh, yeah. who, whose song we talked about, which I'm gonna I uh, started uh, this podcast with the song "Without You," which I think works great for for uh, cocoa taps and just you know coconut water and, and the fine stuff you're putting out there because you know living your life with that is is so much better without you know that health that just great energy. So yeah, we'll we'll end the podcast with some of that song. But yeah, I just think your words and cool. everything that you've you've done, and he's resilient with his message and wanting to put out great vibes and just do great, you know, kind of shift the where our focus is and just kind of open mm-hmm. up the world to a little more love and just caring yeah. more for one another and you know looking out for the other guy um, in not you know not being a hundred hundred percent into ourselves I mean you have to take care of yourself first mm-hmm. but but also sure. if your community is not strong then you know I don't think I don't think there is the the chance of thriving and and some in some cases surviving is a lot less so I think we do need to you know have have that empathy towards others and I see definitely you're okay. doing it and that's why I, I think we hit it off that energy that you you brought to the table it was just right away I knew this is somebody that I want to know and and it was like all right we've, we've got to we've got to talk on this podcast and we've got to keep in touch <laughs> cool so man here we are brother well I'm glad you picked it up we call it cocoa love man we're spreading that cocoa love <laughs> yeah I'm gonna I want to have to get you you uh you shout out Coco Ken the other day I might have to to rhyme with Vinny I don't call myself <laughs> Kenny but I have to be Coco Kenny that sounds Coco Kenny that's, that's in the house fun sure. name man so thank you so much brother for taking taking some time and chatting it's been yeah. been amazing and whatever let me know what i can do to continue spreading the word about your product and uh you know let's keep keep in touch on social media and For i'll sure. keep, keep putting out the Definitely. great great information I, that you have thanks a lot man thanks for having me on the show I'm, i'll be i'll be tuning in 
and uh, I'll spread it. I'll spread the, the Coco Kenny show also, and, and um, <laughs> you know, really just just keep it keep it going, man. Just and and our intention is pure, and, and just keep it going, and, and that's it. You know, one day at a time, because you know we're not guaranteed tomorrow. Just make it every day as great as you can. That's amazing. Thank you for those words, man. All right, brother. Cool. 